Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to Believe in Betting, a Sports Garden Network production. We are your source for sports entertainment, incredible sports intelligence. And now, here's your host, Tom Barton. All right, guys, Super Bowl 57 is here, and here is your preview of all previews. Yeah, we're going to go over each one of these teams, how they got here. We're going to talk about everything that you need to know. Guys, you want to check us out, go check out Sports Garden, G-A-R-T-E-N, hashtag S-G-E-N, over at Facebook, over at Twitter. I'll try to respond to everything that you guys have. I know I've been inundated with emails and texts and all kinds of questions this week. I'm going to try to answer them all here on this show it is not just a Super Bowl preview. I'll give you a couple of the plays that I like. I'll give you my prediction. I, although I'm going to tell you right now, one of the things that I say all the time, and I, I need everybody to understand, the Super Bowl is just another game. I've said this time and time again. Unless you're a massive, ridiculous better, uh, which uh, most of us aren't, meaning your limits are just absolutely ridiculously limited, where you're betting five, ten, twenty thousand dollars a game, and you got to go to four or five different casinos, you can basically make just as much money on the Super Bowl as you can on a Tuesday afternoon in June game between the Royals and Tigers, for example. So when people ask me about what do I do for a living, and I tell them, okay, look, you know, I'm a professional sports handicapper. I, uh, you know, have been a professional sports better for more than a decade now. And I have a sports media company, an entertainment show, a sports media, media, sports betting show. And I tell them all this. And the first question they always ask, who do you like in the Super Bowl? And more times than not, I'll go, well, I can tell you who I like, but generally speaking, it's like asking me who I like on a Tuesday afternoon. It doesn't matter who I like on a Tuesday afternoon day baseball game. And it shouldn't go crazy for the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl, I will bet. I'll bet a lot of prop plays. I'll bet a lot of things. But I will tell people the opinion. I'll give you guys my opinion at the end of the show here uh, of what I like on the Super Bowl. But generally speaking, the Super Bowl is almost a downturn for me. It's almost a situation where you look at the Super Bowl and you go, yeah, okay. Um, from an entertainment standpoint, it's absolutely fantastic, right? From an entertainment standpoint, we love the Super Bowl. Everybody loves the Super Bowl. I, I'm pumped up. I, I went to Vegas like 11 of 13 years. I've been to Atlantic City the last couple of years in a row. You know, it's, it's an event for me. I love the Super Bowl. Don't get me wrong. But when you look at the Super Bowl, you also have to look at the situation and say, it's entertainment. They're also not going to get many lines wrong, right? I mean, you're not getting a lot of lines wrong when you're talking about the Super Bowl. So I think that they've done a good job. I think that this year it's the same thing. Look, I thought a lot of money was going to come in on Kansas City early on. Um, right away, the Patrick Mahomes effect. And I thought a lot of smart bettors were probably going to back up the Eagles. Doesn't mean that I necessarily think that the Eagles are going to win. But I thought that the smart money would come in on the Eagles when people started breaking down what they did and assuming that Jalen Hurts has two weeks to prepare. Uh, it didn't really happen like that. A lot of the early money came in on the Eagles. And I'm waiting for that Kansas City late money to come in, which I do think it will come in. If you've ever been to Las Vegas Casino or Atlantic City uh, on a Super Bowl weekend, you know, you see the lines. People wait until the last minute. You see the lines on Sunday morning wrapped around the building of people sitting there waiting to get their plays in. Now, I know we're in a mobile generation, but a lot of people are waiting and they're trying to build up a bankroll this week. Saturday, it'll be college basketball. They're going to try to build up a bankroll. So I do expect some late Kansas City money to come in, but I think we're pretty set with the line being about one and a half, which is where the Eagles are favored by one and a half. 
The total has jumped up and down. Right now, uh, right now where I'm looking, you can get the total anywhere from 50 or to 51 and a half. So it's bounced a little bit, but I think we'll, we'll for, for this purposes, we'll stay at about 51, right? We'll kind of cut it in the middle. And we'll say that the spread is one and a half and 51 as of this broadcast. Okay, we'll go off of that notion. Now, last year, close to $7 billion was wagered in the United States. $7 billion. Yeah, that's billion. That's an average of about $20 per each American citizen. This year, they're going even crazier. Look, 54.4 million uh, American adults are expected to bet on the Super Bowl. Now, that could be Super Bowl boxes. That could be prop plays. That could be straight plays. That could be a lot. That's supposed to be this year a 61% increase from last year, which set a record. People are estimating, and these people are from the American Gaming, so uh, yeah, it's not just random dudes that I'm talking to. Right? American Gaming is estimating that $16 billion will be spent on betting on the, the Super Bowl this year. That is more than double last year's. That's absolutely ridiculous. So that's a fact that we have to get out of the way. Let's also talk about when you do bet the game, I always tell everybody, don't worry about the point spread. Seriously, don't worry about it. The outright winner of the Super Bowl is 47-7-2. 47-7-2, which means really uh, the point spread has come into uh, the equation in seven out of 57 games. I mean, it's over 56 games now. That's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous, right? So that means if you like the Eagles, don't money line them, right? Don't bring it down. Well, they might win the game by one. No, no, no. Take the point spread. Don't worry about it. And if you like the Chiefs, forget about the one and a half points. Don't care about the one and a half points. Take the plus money. That's what these numbers are telling you. Let's go look at the teams themselves. Kansas City Chiefs. Look, Patrick Mahomes, MVP. We know what he's been. He's setting himself up and he's setting the precedent to be that guy. When I say that guy, I mean the conversation of maybe one of the best of all time. It's already begun. Multiple Super Bowl appearances so far. Maybe multiple Super Bowl championships by Monday morning. He also has multiple MVPs. He's putting himself in that position. Andy Reid is also putting himself in the position of greatest coaches of all time. You're starting to get into legacy when you're talking about Mahomes and you're talking about Patrick Mahomes. You're talking around the word dynasty. Now, I don't think that a dynasty is quite yet. I made my opinion on dynasties very clear. I think you have to win three in a row or three in four years. I don't think going actually gives you as much credit as it should. That's just my own personal opinion. But the Chiefs go out there, they lose Tyreek Hill, and they said, you know what, we're going to try to get Tyreek Hill about 1,300 yards from different sources. And they did with Tony and Hardman and, and Juju and the bunch. They were able to get that. Tyreek Hill leaving made people really go, yeah, you know what, I don't know about the Chiefs. Yet they were one of the Super Bowl favorites because it still is the Chiefs. And that has held up here. You look at the Chiefs' 14-3 and record, in a tough division or so-called tough division. I don't know really how much that was. Uh, they had eight players with 250 or more receiving yards in the regular season. That means dink, dunk, go along, go not look at. There's a million ways Patrick Mahomes can beat you, right? Patrick Mahomes has proven he doesn't need Tyreek Hill and this offense will work no matter what. As a matter of fact, their three losses actually came by a combined eight points. You're looking at a team that basically is eight points away from being the New England Patriots in an undefeated regular season. Undefe and I no slight to the Dolphins, but it was a longer regular season. The Chiefs had a plus 127 point differential. It's ridiculous. I mean, the Chiefs, uh, that's it. Give them the championship, right? But wait a minute. From a betting perspective, we got to pull that back. 
The Chiefs actually have been one of the worst against the spread teams for the last couple of years. 7-11-1 this year. That's a problem. Why? Because the public loves the Chiefs, which I just alluded to. I thought that the public would like the Chiefs a lot more in the Super Bowl than they have shown. The Chiefs are also sitting here, and, and you know they actually have a 5-0 straight-up record and 5-0 against the spread against the NFC this season. Does that help? Well, maybe that does. Maybe it's the unknown. Andy Reid off a of bye week. We all know how that goes, but is this a true bye week? I'm not sure. And people can't get out of their memory. As much as they watched all year this year, they can't get out of their memory what happened when the Chiefs went up against a good, really good quarterback, obviously, Tom Brady, the greatest of all time, and a good defense, a really good defense in Tampa Bay. Well, they can't get that Super Bowl out of their memory. Here comes Philadelphia. How about the Eagles? Maybe, I had thought, People wouldn't catch up to the Eagles quite yet. I thought maybe the Eagles wouldn't get the public backing. Boy, was I wrong. The Eagles' odds went from 40-1 to in the preseason to 25-1 to after they beat Dallas right away. Boom, beat Dallas, here we go. Then they won against the Lions. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, against uh, the Lions, not Dallas. Then it was all of a sudden 25-1. to The line continued to drop and drop and drop. At week eight, you were 5-1 to odds to win the Super Bowl. So people were not sure about all the moves the Eagles made in the offseason, right? The A.J. Browns, but a lot of defensive moves. They weren't sure about them. But they said, you know, I got to see it. And the minute they saw any glimpse of it, boom, the odds fell and they fell fast. Jalen Hurts was leading the MVP race going into week 15, and then he fell off because he got injured. That injury is something we'll talk about in a moment. You look at this with Nick Foles and Carson Wentz and the coaching staff, it's all gone. Right, and So it's not the same Eagles team. You can't really talk about that as the same Eagles team. This is all about Jalen Hurts and the new incarnation. Jalen Hurts uh, is in a third NFL season. Like I said, would have won the MVP had he stayed healthy. He finished with 22 touchdowns and six interceptions. That was 10th in the league in passing yards as well. Fourth in quarterback rushing yards. I don't think he's a running quarterback, but he uses his legs really effectively. That could be a difference here. I did miss two of the last three games, and he was noticeably injured in the playoffs. I get it, right? They finished 14 and three and everybody turned around and said, well, they got a weak schedule. One of the reasons I gave all of you guys, the Eagles to go over their nine win total before the years because of their weak schedule. But that weak schedule did really continue to go into the postseason, didn't it? I mean, they really did kind of go into the postseason where you looked at the postseason teams and you said, yeah, no, okay. The Niners were playing for a fourth and fifth string quarterback. Uh, the Giants, let's be honest, Daniel Jones and the Giants probably shouldn't have been there. So that's sitting there and you go, I don't know what to make of this team. That could keep people away, right? Maybe maybe that can keep people away from here. Yeah, potentially that's something to, to take a look at. Eagles against the spread, okay, they're four, they're fine. You know, they, they were fine. They were nothing great, not in the top, not in the bottom. So how do you compare these? Well, the last time these two teams met, they met in October last season. The Chiefs blew them out 42 to 30. And I say blew them out because Patrick Mahomes looked absolutely fantastic. Different team, isn't it? Isn't this a different team? I mean, it, it it really is. They went out there, the Eagles, and really made massive improvements to the defensive side of the ball, specifically to the defensive side of the ball. Andy Reid comes into the factor here. And Nick Sirianni does as well. Nick Sirianni gave them a little something different. He gave them a little juice. And Nick Sirianni's a young coach, but he's finding different ways to win. And Andy Reid, well, Andy Reid, one of the greatest coaches of all time. Andy Reid's won 17-45 in regular season. He's 11 and 7 in the postseason. Got a Super Bowl title under his belt. He's also 3 and 0 against his former team, being the Eagles, and 6 and 0 in Chiefs Eagles games. So he's owned this series. But again, different players doesn't really matter, does it? I mean, 
different players, different situations. One of the telling stats that I think we need to talk about is a team with more rushing yards has gone 41 and 15. Yeah, 41 and 15 on the money line, 39, 14 and three against the spread. So a team that runs better generally wins the Super Bowl. Eagles rank fifth in rushing yards. Chiefs are ranked 20th. But wait a minute. Isn't that the old school method? Aren't you, of course, going to get more rushing yards when the league didn't even really pass before Bill Walsh, right? And even into the 90s, it was a run-first league. Even into the early 2000s, it was a run-first league. So maybe that's a skewing stat. And that goes to tell you, you don't follow every stat right to the T. Well, I could give you another stat. We'll see. Does it mean anything? Does Because this is what you're going to hear. You're going to hear people talking about stats. A team that has won the coin toss has gone on to lose in eight consecutive Super Bowls. Does that mean anything? Doesn't to me. So make sure you pick and choose your stats wisely when we're talking about uh, the, the Super Bowl. I talked to you about, you know, the, the numbers and the spread earlier in the week. Like I said, 60% were on the Chiefs. Then it quickly went to the Philly. Wasn't as much as I thought. Yeah, that, that's, that's a, going to be a tough, tight, hardly contested game. I think both quarterbacks and their injuries are on the docket as well. Like I said, Jalen Hurts didn't look, did not look at all uh, not injured to me. He did not look healthy to me for the last three or four weeks. Now, he's a guy that had an extra week to rest. He's also a guy that really gets a lot done by his legs, like I mentioned. Even though he's not, I don't consider him a typical running quarterback, he's a scramble. He's got to get out. He's got to get out in space. Well, if he's injured, I don't know if he can. Patrick Mahomes also very fluid with his legs. I didn't look it against the Bengals. Uh, it looked, didn't look like it hurt him against the Bengals. But the Bengals didn't have the greatest pass rush on that game. The Eagles led the league in pass rush efficiency this year. So you've got two injured quarterbacks, but both had a week off. The number one and the number two voters in the MVP race, two really good head coaches, good offenses, good defenses, good lines, good, decent running. Look, a good running game for Philly, uh, a good, solid running game that is developing for Kansas City. I like this one and a half point spread. I think if you said it was a pick em, it should be a pick em as well. And this is pretty close to a pick em. As a matter of fact, um, this is one of the closest ever Super Bowls. It's one of the top four all time. If it finishes at one, if it finishes the line at one and a half, it'd be one of the top five all time closest Super Bowls, tied with three other teams that had a one and a half point spread. So he only had less than one and a half twice. Goes to show you, look, these two teams are very evenly matched. Same exact record, same exact points. Number one overall seeds. There's a lot to like and a lot of similarities between these two teams. But their approach is quite different. And you have to look at what approach do you think is going to happen when you start to talk about prop plays. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes wants to be, uh, Andy Reid wants the ball in his hands. While Pacheco's been nice, he wants the ball in his hands. But does Patrick Mahomes try to open it up? Does he try to go deep? Does he, he focus in on a guy like Kelsey who has had a remarkable playoff run here? Or does Patrick Mahomes go back to what has been effective all season long, which is spread the ball around, dink, dunk, go get Watson, go get Tony, go get McKinnon, go get uh, Juju. Go. Is that what he, his game plan is? Or does he go with his bread and butter, which he kind of did against Cincinnati, which is target the two or three guys, feed them all day, and just have the matchup. Now look, my, my guy's better than yours. It's an interesting matchup to look at. You also look at the Chiefs' defense. And you want to blitz Jalen Hurts and get him out of his comfort zone. Get him moving out there. Don't give him time to go downfield to Brown and Smith. And don't give him time to open up the game. But you also look at this and you say, the Chiefs, while they played well, Chiefs have a lot of young guys in that secondary. A lot of young guys in that secondary can certainly get burned. But then that puts it on the Chief, on the, the Eagles, where you say to the Eagles, 
Well, if you're putting it on those guys, are you going to throw the ball? We're going to let you throw it. Are you going to throw it? Your game is running the ball. Your game is spreading it out and running the ball with Sanders and Gainwell and Scott and Hurts himself. Or do you try to throw it? Here we go. Here's the chess match. For the Eagles defensively, do you blitz Patrick Mahomes? There, there has been many times in Patrick Mahomes' career where he does make mistakes, and it is when people are in his face, obviously. Do you blitz him? Because he's also burned a lot of teams that have tried to blitz him. I will say this, you know, Patrick Mahomes is a guy that has not had great Super Bowls so far. Now, he's only a very short sample size. only had two. But Patrick Mahomes' career Super Bowl stats, two games played, 57%. 57.1%. He's 52 of 91. I, I, that's not good. 573 yards in two games, guys. It's not great. It's not Patrick Mahomes-esque. Three to four turnover, a uh, touchdown to turnover ratio. Ooh, that's not good. 64.2 passer rating. 23.12 QBR. Not good. Not good at all. So I think that this is a lot of legacy for him as well. I think that you have to look at this and you have to say, there's a lot of legacy here when you are talking about Patrick Mahomes, when you're talking about what he is, what he can be, and what he will be in this spot. Yeah, I think that there's a lot to be said there. So when we break down the Super Bowl, you could talk about the favorite team in the Super Bowl is 39 and 17 straight up. Oh, yeah, let's talk about these stats. And you can, I could give you stats all day. But I think it's matchups more than stats. I've always believed that, right? I've always believed that matchups more than stats. And when I go out there and I try to break a game down, I look at matchups. I look at stats. I look at the game film. I look at everything. I think the Eagles are a formidable matchup. And if you give me a coin and I flip it 100 times, 51-49, I'll probably take the Chiefs. And that's my situation here. I'm probably going to take the Chiefs. Probably not going to bet the game, but I'm probably going to take the Chiefs here. The one matchup that I think that the Chiefs can capitalize on, and here's why I do think that the Chiefs can capitalize and can have some offensive success in this game. Mike Hilton for the Cincinnati Bengals was targeted eight times by the Chiefs last game. Now, he allowed seven catches for 120 yards. Mahomes had a perfect rating of 158.3 against Hilton, right? When he targeted this guy, here we go. Well, Hilton's not going to be on the field. I get that. But the game plan was get Hilton on a one-on-one situation. They did it with Kelsey. They did it with a, a bunch of guys, right? And make sure Valdez Scantling looks great. Make sure you get him in a position where he cannot beat you. Get the bigger guy. And I say bigger because here's my point. While Bradbury and Slay are the corners, they're six foot one, free safety and strong safety are six foot one and five eleven. You're not getting a big matchup differential there. So you can't target a five foot nine Mike Hilton, which is what they wanted to do. But the Eagles slot nickel packages and cornerbacks in those slot nickel packages are Avante Maddox, who's five foot nine, and Josiah Scott, who's five foot nine. So if I'm banking on anybody to be able to find a soft spot in the Eagles defense. It would be exactly what I just watched. Exactly what I just watched was a team have one deficiency, one small deficiency, and Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes picked it off, picked it off, picked it off, picked it off, and they absolutely went to it when they needed to. Now, will Philadelphia be able to switch that up? Yeah, they can switch it up, but at some point, their nickel and dime package will be in the game, and they will be going up against a one-on-one situation where they are outmanned. That is the key to this game. If Patrick Mahomes can find those guys in the crunch time on a third and six, uh, on, a, you know, on a, a, a third and four even, and you are in crunch time, can he target that guy 
those smaller guys, those you know, Scott and Maddox, the smaller numbers, and get a Kelsey one-on-one and get a Scanling one-on-one. Can he target them and take advantage? I think that's the difference in this game. So for my official Super Bowl prediction, I think Kansas City wins, but man, do I think it's close. I tend to lean to the under. The under makes a little bit of sense. 51, 51 and a half, whatever you're going to get. Makes a little bit of sense. I think everybody wants a shootout. Everybody thinks uh, they, they are going for a shootout. Overs always rule the day. But going back to the divisional round, I told you guys to watch the unders. Well, we had four unders in the divisional round. We had two unders in the AFC and NFC championship game. I think this game kind of goes under. But I, I don't feel very confident about it. To me, there's a 24-23 Kansas City win. 24-23 is a pretty good number. It's a pretty good scoring number. Could I see this getting the, everyone's favorite ticket, by the way, right now? 37-34? Sure. Could I see the Eagles winning that game 37-34? Sure I could. I could see both teams getting to 30. But I have to go with what I'm breaking down, and I keep breaking this down and saying, I think the Eagles are going to run the, a lot, the ball a lot more than people think they are. They're going to want to keep Mahomes off the field. And I think that the Chiefs are going to go back to their bread and butter, which got them here, which is short passing game. I think you're going to see a lot of crossing patterns, a lot of matchup nightmares, like I just said, over the middle. I think that Kelsey will be targeted a lot. But I do think a guy like Tony and Juju and whoever's healthy in there will also be targeted. It might be Scanley. Um, I could see a lot of passes out of the backfield. Maybe Pachenko gets a couple of passes out of the backfield. You know McKinnon will. So I do believe that both teams are going to go a little short, a little feeling each other out early on, which tends to lead to the under. At the end of the day, I think that the matchup of the 5'9 nickel cornerbacks could be the undoing. If there's one matchup that I think that favors the Chiefs, it's that. Now, for a couple of prop plays out there that I do like, guys, I already told you guys, I love the Patrick Mahomes over the one and a half touchdown passes. I got it. What I did was I got it at minus 210, okay? Now, I know it was up to 240 in some spots, but I got it under 210. Now, in some spots, it's over two and a half touchdown passes. You can take the bottom and go middle, but look, I like where I sit with that. Jack McKinnon under rushing yards. Yeah, I absolutely like that. That's one that that I've given out, and, and I, I, I just feel... Again, here's a number that it was 24 and a half. It went down to 21 and a half even in some spots. McKinnon has rushed for seven or more yards just once in the last five games. He only got to 25 in that game. He's had five or more rushing attempts in only eight of 19 games this year. And he stayed under 23 and a half rushing yards in 13 in the last 19 games. So give me McKinnon. Nick Bolton under 10 and a half tackles. I took this last uh, during the AFC Championship game. I'll do it again here. He's been under this number in 14 of 19 games. He had four tackles last game. I think he gets more with a running approach, but I don't see it being under here. Um, I like first touchdown jersey scorer, right? Under 11 and a half. Look, in this game, you got McKinnon, Pachenko, Juju, Marquez Scanling, uh, Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, all wear under number 11. So that's a, another fun one that I'll take as well. Uh, I, I suggest to everybody, if you don't love the Super Bowl, right? If you don't love, not everybody loves the Super Bowl. If you don't love a side you don't have your favorite team, you don't feel really good about it, you don't have your total, don't feel good about it, don't worry about it. There's plenty of prop plays to take. So my official pick, I'm taking the Kansas City Chiefs to win by one point. I'll lean to the under as my better play, but even that I don't love. I got to give you guys something. I mean, that's what we do here. So I loaded you up with a bunch of prop plays. I hope that you do like that. If you want to throw an extra one, I do like Kenneth Gainwell over 19 and a half rushing yards. I think that he could have a big game. If you're looking for something crazy, now, give me something uh, absolutely insane that could happen with tremendous odds. Now, maybe maybe stroll from uh, from the Eagle scores. I think he's about 14 to 1 to score a touchdown. So, so maybe I'll throw that out there. He's got about one reception each of the last eight games. 
So maybe I'll throw that out there. All right, guys, that's going to do it for me. We'll be back. Bet on that. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.